Welcome to the F3 American Yammer podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of F3 American Yammer, the nation's fourth best podcast out of four. Today, this is episode 36, and I am joined all the way from Mecca, or I guess technically you're on the road, right? At the moment, yes. Yeah, at the moment, I am in an un-F3'd um, area of the Florida panhandle, uh, but home, home sweet home is, is Mecca, North Charlotte, Concord, Harrisburg area. Gotcha. Okay. So fr- from the, the general Mecca area, but not currently, I'm being joined by Dutch Boy. So Dutch Boy, welcome to welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate you having me. All right. So quick disclaimer, you and I got connected, if I'm not mistaken, because you 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 made some comment. <laughs> you made yeah, some comment yeah. about how you wanted statistics from Jupiter. Right. Yeah. So you, you had mentioned, um, on the Twitter that you, uh, you had gotten some feedback about where your listeners were coming from, uh, as it pertains to which States and which, um, countries, I think it was only one country. Um, and you made a, a comment, um, sarcastically, obviously that, um, oh, no, it was, it was one planet. Yeah. One planet. Was, yeah, yeah. And so I made a comment that, uh, since you could only provide data from one planet that I was really hoping to to see what you had to offer outside the asteroid belt. Um, and next thing I know, there's a <laughs> 14 tweet Twitter uh, thread of us talking. And now I'm recording a podcast from a hotel room in the Florida panhandle. So there you here, go. Here we go. Funny how that all works together, right? The, the nation is a perplexing and yet beautiful thing. <laughs> Indeed it is. All right. Name Arama. Name age F3 name. Uh, Justin Rains, 34 as of four days ago. And Dutch boy. Dutch boy. Hate. And hey, uh, one, one October birthday to another. And technically, I have seniority on you because I turned 34 on the 16th. See? But, uh, you got me barely. <laughs> I barely got you. Barely. But, uh, well, happy birthday and uh, glad to have you on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Now, how long have you been a Mecca Pax? Uh, let's see, nine months. So if today is October 29th, tomorrow would be October 30th. And my first post was on January 30th of 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. So still, still fresh off the boat there. Relatively. Relatively, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Now, even having said that, how has – have you seen – mecca grow in any capacity what what have you what have you seen over your past nine ten months being here yeah I, you know mecca has always been i think because of its proximity to metro um and its proximity to kind of the home base and and all that that entails has always been a really big kind of vibrant region um i do know that we've seen a, a good influx of fngs um at my the places i normally post um, in the last six to eight months, um, which is, which is always exciting to see. I remember on my first post, it was a lot of guys in their forties and even fifties. And 
we're getting a little bit more hate, you know, in the circle of trust these days, which is which is nice to see because I think that influx of new blood is kind of how this whole operation keeps rolling. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's great. That's great. Now, where do you typically post? What's your normal routine for the week? Are you a, are you a five a week guy, three a week guy? Normally, under normal circumstances, I'm a five to six day a week guy. Uh, one thing about Mecca, or at least the the place that I post, is my AO is open technically six days a week. So I post at Highlands exclusively. It's half mile from my house. Um, the location on Mondays and Saturdays is slightly different, um, but it's the same uh, master queue. It's the same kind of general packs. So we kind of operate as our own little region within the region, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's like that with a lot of, of the, the AOs in the Mecca region, which I, I find interesting when I travel, cause I do travel for work. Um, you go to these other places and it's not as consistent. Um, but we've got a, a kettlebell workout on Mondays that I like to go to boot camp Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, a cruise, which is a distance run on Wednesdays. Um, we do a thing called speed, which is sprints on Fridays. And then we have a, uh, kind of a mini convergence on Saturdays where it's four or five of the the local AOs kind of converge at the this park near us uh, for our Saturday boot camp. Wow. Okay. So it sounds like you guys have a super wide variety then, even just within that small, the small sort of Mecca region. Yeah, we, we try and change it up and it's nice because, you know, if it's going to be boot camps four or five days a week, I, I wouldn't do boot camps four or five days a week, but there's enough variety. Um, that I'm able to change it up and it doesn't really get boring. Now, all that's to say right now I'm posting a little less frequently. I'm training for a marathon. And so that is kind of cut into some of my posting days, but this time next month we'll be, we'll be back on it full speed. There you go. Awesome. Well, that's great. And that's, that's really neat to hear too about, I, I love hearing about other regions and specifically how they architect things because it's absolutely up to the packs regarding how they want to initiate where they work out, how often they work out, and which AO locations, anyway, that they repeat. I know we have one or, one or two of those here within Greensboro where it's, we'll say, repeat customers, repeat AOs, repeat workouts at specific locations. But uh, it sounds like you guys have really kind of maximized that effort in that respect. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, Tuesday through Friday, we are at the same elementary school. Uh, the workouts vary, but – and. I always think that, you know, I tell myself, you know, I should really kind of broaden my horizons and go to other Mecca AOs, but that one's like a half mile from my house. And so I have a hard time yeah. uh, making myself go anywhere else, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to beat when you have uh, proximity, right? Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, cool. Well, now guys know where to, where, <laughs> they know where to find you now. Yeah, exactly. If you want to find me, it's, it's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but 530 at Highland Creek Elementary School is a pretty good bet. There you go. All right, well, let's jump into it here. Let's talk about life before F3. So what did fitness look like for the Dutch boy leading all the way up, right up until that first workout? Were you, were you kind of a sports guy, kind of had the sports background, or how did you, how did you interpret if someone were to bring up fitness, how did you interpret that? Yeah, I mean, I think growing up, like a lot of the guys that that I know that you've talked to, uh, I, I played some sports in high school. I'm from Texas originally, so I played football in high school. I ran cross country. I ran track. Um, running has kind of always been my thing. Um, 
it would be sporadic from time to time. You know, I'll go through stretches where I'm running a lot and then I wouldn't do anything at all. Um, I, I was a certain, um, Jim chains, favorite kind of customer where I'd sign on for the two year contract to get the really good rate. And I'd show up for six months and then they wouldn't see me again for the last 18 months until the contract ran out. Um, so definitely up and down, um, prior to F3. Gotcha. Okay. So you had a lot of that, that undulation with, yeah, I'm committed right now. And it sounds like yours was potentially more, more financially related, given the fact that you get that great deal for two years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just like, I like a deal, right? I mean, it's not, that's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if I, I can sign on for two years when you do it and when you sign up, you have the best intentions. Right. And so, well, yeah, I'm going to do it every day for two years. Like, why wouldn't I do that to get the best price? And in the end, life happens and uh, it, it wouldn't work out like I wanted it to. Gotcha. Okay. So you had the sports and cross country background. So you, you've got at least some base level of fitness there. But as you mentioned too, get a little bit older, start focusing more on the gym atmosphere and then ups and downs associated with that. Yeah. And I think it, it really peaked just before um, just before F3, I got to one of the heaviest points I had gotten to, um, and, and kind of figured out that something had to happen. Gotcha. Okay. Let's talk about the fellowship piece. So if someone were to ask you, you know, what's the nature of your relationships, um, which is exactly what I'm asking right now. Yeah. What, what was the nature of your relationships before F3? You know, how did, did you, did you come from a, a long background of, of, consistent friendships over time period or was it more uh, proximity or situational driven? I'd say both. Right. Um, so like I said, uh, I'm from Texas originally. We've only been in Charlotte for four years. Mm. Um, so growing up, I had this group of friends and I still talk to them. You know, if you count a group text daily, um, mostly about how uh, whether or not the Dallas Cowboys are going to be a huge disappointment to us again <laughs> or not. Um, and, and so those guys are, they're some of my best friends in the entire world. They're the guys that were in my wedding. But the fact of the matter is I haven't seen many of them in five years, right? I, the status of our relationship now is just text messages about sporting events or something funny that somebody saw when they were driving down the road, but there's not a whole lot of substance there. Um, other than that, it was those kind of transient friends you have. Uh, I think dread talks about in the book, you know, the, wife's friend's husband or the friend that you get because your kid and their kid like to play with one another. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's not, a, there wasn't a whole lot there. You know, I've got a couple of friends that I made since we moved to, uh, moved to Charlotte that have kind of stuck a little bit, a little bit deeper. Um, oddly enough, I've EH them both. So that probably tells you a little bit of something about kind of where they fit, um, with everything. Yeah. Well, it sounds like too. Yeah. You got the, the legacy friendships, and then the the transient or situational or proximity relationships, right. right? Where on the one hand, you've got the friends who you mentioned <clears throat> are distant and you haven't seen them for a number of years. And the connection there is, is not not like it used to be. And then likewise, too, you now have the, the wife's husband friends or the, uh, hey, our kids play together. I guess we'll hang out and talk for a little bit type of friends. I use I'm using bunny ears right now, although no one can see that. Yeah, I mean, look, and I, I think those type of friends are are important for people. You know what I mean? I don't want to like completely knock those type of friends, but 
when, when the going gets tough and I need somebody that, that I can talk to about something serious for, for more than five minutes while our kids go up and down the slide, like that ain't it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a, the sifter, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's both on the fitness and the fellowship side. I, I remember reading the book, the free to lead, um, relatively early on, one of the older packs from Highlands had recommended it. And, uh, I, I really connected with it just because like I was that guy, both on the fitness side and on the fellowship side. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was the guy that, that that book described. Gotcha. Okay. So we know you come from a sports and cross country background. Uh, you had the, the natural undulation within the, the fitness realm. We know that you had the, the legacy friends and the, the transient friends and no, but no deep relationships there. So when the sifter inevitably does come, not too many people to be able to rely on. Let's talk now about the faith piece. So what did faith look like to you? And I mean that in the, in the broadest sense as either community impact or looking at something greater than yourself or your own personal faith system or a culmination of all of those. Yeah. I mean, I think so growing up, um, you know, faith was a relatively important part of my life, not necessarily because I wanted it to be, but because my mom wanted it to be. We grew up Catholic, and so I did the whole the whole Catholic thing through high school. Um, leading up to F3, and, and I kind of, you know, segment my life into before Charlotte and after Charlotte, you know. So we moved to Charlotte, and, and really, uh, I didn't really worry about the quote unquote faith aspect of life, whether it be going to church or whether it be community impact. Cause, cause in the end I was just kind of treading water on my own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Trying to make it through the day to day stuff that kind of the world wanted to throw at us. Um, you know, my wife and I, we have three young kids and that's always, that was just kind of all I focused on because it's all I really knew to focus on. Like I didn't have anything pushing me towards anything larger. Like I, I had my, my little circle of the people that needed me and the, the things I needed to take care of. And that's, that's kind of what I focused on. Gotcha. Okay. So you've, you've got this faith or I'll use the term lightly religious background from what you were stating with your mom, making the decision to, to associate you with the the Catholic faith at an early age. But ultimately any additional things like you mentioned community impact or something greater than yourself, where it sounds like, what you mentioned kind of waning, namely just because of the the need to sort of right your boat or right your ship back the right way and taking care of all that life was throwing at you just within the, the family unit. Is that right? Yeah. And it's not that, that, you know, necessarily like terrible things were always happening or anything like that, but it's like Dredd says, my canoe was upside down. I was tucked up underneath it in the air bubble and was just trying to kind of stay up and get it flipped over and get it moving in the right direction. You know what I mean? Um, you move to a new city. Um, where we didn't know anybody, you know, everybody that we know and love is a thousand miles away and we're just kind of trying to figure it out. Um, and that's kind of what the focus was, you know what I mean? And that that's where the energy went to, um, simply because I, I didn't know that it needed I didn't really know that it needed to go anywhere else, if that makes sense. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Absolutely. All right. So that that paints a picture for us then of what life was like for the Dutch boy before F3. So you got the the sports background, cross country, uh, the undulation there. You've got the legacy friendships, the transient friendships, and then this this sense of 
I've got this light faith background, but mostly, and I, and I love your statement there. Like I didn't know that, that I was necessarily supposed to be doing anything else or that my energies were supposed to be going somewhere else. So that, that's, that's a great picture for us of, of what life was like before F3. So let's talk now coming into F3 and specifically that, that first workout. So the, the classic question that I ask is who EH'd you? But I know that you have a little bit of a, a, an interesting story there on how you got eh So why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, I don't have your traditional EH story. You know, I didn't have a neighbor that um, was a PAX. I, I didn't go to church or work with a guy that was a PAX. Um, living in Charlotte, F3 is kind of omnipresent. You know, you see the stickers a lot. Um, and I always would see them and I didn't know what they meant. I, I just, okay, whatever F3 is. My wife, uh, for a while, went to this, uh, went to a boot camp run by a woman. Um, whose husband was a PAX, uh, Murdoch is his F3 name. Um, and she brought it up to me a couple of different times and I just was like, yeah, okay, that sounds like something that, that might be cool to do. Um, but then I hit that kind of, we'll call it a milestone. It's not a milestone I'm proud of, but I like stepped on the scale one day and I weighed 230 pounds and I was like, well, all right, something's got to happen here. Um, I, I mentioned I have three young kids I travel for work. Um, so the idea of going to work every day and then coming home and going to the gym at say five or five 30 in the afternoon, leaving my saint of a wife to care for our three children alone, even longer than she already had to, it just wasn't feasible. And so I started looking for ways to work out early in the morning. And there was a thread on, are you familiar with the, uh, next door website? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's a gold mine of, <laughs> just absurdity but there was a morality right yeah exactly it was a but there was a thread about the fitness center in our neighborhood possibly opening earlier at the time it didn't open till seven o'clock and that really didn't work for me getting up and going to work out right because i had to get home and change and take a shower and go to work and in that thread um there was a guy who mentioned you know hey any guys that want to work out earlier join us for f3 at Highland Creek Elementary School. And I knew vaguely that it was this boot camp style thing from Murdoch and, and his wife talking to my wife about it. So I messaged this guy, it's a F3 barrister. Um, and I just asked him, I was like, look, man, give me something. Like, tell me, tell me kind of what we're looking at here. And he explained, he's like, look, it's just a bunch of guys. We're working out, uh, be there at 530, look for the shovel flag. I didn't know what that meant. Bring gloves. I was like, okay. And, and so the next morning, uh, Thursday, uh, I woke up early and I got my, my gear on, got my gloves and I showed up in this parking lot. Um, I pull in and I'm, I'm slightly intimidated cause it's a bunch of guys I've never met standing around and I get out and one of the guys notices that he didn't recognize me. He walks over, he extends a fist and he says, Hey, my name's Powerball. It's like Powerball. And he's like, yeah, Powerball. Another guy comes over. Hey, I'm Brinkley. And at that point, I was like, what in the heck have I gotten myself into here? I'm going to be honest with you. I I thought I was going to just, you know, come hang out for 30 or 45 minutes with a bunch of dads and we were going to work out. Yeah, but Glock was on the queue uh, for my first workout and he he put it on us. And, you know, they they say that if you make it hard, people will want to come back the Tom Sawyer thing. Right. And and that's what that's what it was for me. I mean, I, I didn't throw up. So there was no Merlot. I came close. Um, and, and from there, 
uh, I was kind of hooked to be honest with you. Yeah, no, that's, that's incredible. And, and I'm sure too, getting out of your car, expecting to see a bunch of, so- I'll say soccer dads, right? A bunch of yeah middle-aged, slightly overweight dads hanging out. And then to hear these guys say, <laughs> Hey, I'm Powerball. Like that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. And Powerball is, is, is a, is a great dude. One of my, one of my really good friends now, but he's a fit guy. And I'm just like, you are not the guy I expected. Mm-hmm. Glock is a Glock is a respect that would run circles around almost anyone I know. And I'm just like, this isn't it. Like, this isn't what I thought this was going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously it has become something way more, way better than anything I could have ever imagined. But at the time before we started, I was, I was, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I really didn't. Yeah. I, I don't think any of us did. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. At least I wasn't alone. No. Yeah. you Definitely not. Okay. So you got close to splashing Merlot, but you, but you didn't. I did not. No. And now why, why Dutch boy? Who called that one out? Well, it's funny. So one of the things that we do differently down in Mecca is we don't actually name until the second post. Um, so traditionally you go to a workout for the first time and at the end, you, everybody circles up and you tell everybody about yourself and you get a name. What we do is we have, we have guys will saddle up to the new guy during the first workout, um, get some information, you know, in the circle of trust after that first workout, you tell them about yourself, who you are, what you do, kids, family, you know, the usual stuff. But instead of naming you right away, they're like, okay, we'll see you next time. And, and then what I've learned is the Slack channel then blows up. And so we have just huge, huge conversations about what we're going to name these guys. Um, and I've, I, in, in hindsight, that's what happened with me. So I was named by, by F3 Barrister, who gets credit, I think, for my EH, and he was the Q for my second workout. Um, so he came up with Dutch Boy. Dutch Boy is a Midwest paint company, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I sell industrial paint that's what i do for a living um oddly enough my my f3 name was almost uranus <laughs> and it's a fact that barrister likes to to hold over me on the regular we were doing a, a partner exercise of one partner was doing balls to the wall and one partner was running up a hill and doing merkins and running back down and switching spots and somebody made a comment about how you could see some planets up in the sky at that point. And I don't think I was the first person to say something about Uranus, but I made the comment that I was 33 years old and Uranus jokes will never stop being funny. And Barrister tells me all the time that he, he gave real consideration, but he decided to spare me, (laughs) which I I appreciate to be perfectly honest with you that that would have been a rough one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's great. That is that is incredible. I mean, just just even to hear the story too behind that, and you know, he didn't even name you it, but that's just that there's there's something intrinsically fantastic about hearing the decision that it, I was really close to naming you Uranus, right? That's that's awesome. And he doesn't let me forget it. <laughs> he'll listen. He'll listen to this, and he'll remind me even more. <laughs> well, there you go. And now he'll have something to retweet as well. Absolutely. See, it's great. All right. Well, thank thank you very much for sharing that. And that that's incredible too. Just that that is a very interesting EH story, given the fact that it sounds like the first thing that caught your attention of this more than anything, uh, apart from uh, Murdoch and and his wife leading 
the, the boot camp that your wife was attending was the F3 stickers. Right? And, I, and I think that's something we don't take, we take for granted. Well, here's the thing, man. It's, uh, I don't know how much time you've spent in and around Charlotte. I don't know what the sticker culture for F3 is like in, uh, in Greensboro, but they're everywhere here. Mm. We get, anytime we do a Q school, once you go through your first Q school, you get a sticker mm -hmm. and practices, you put it on, you put it on your car. Um, I can't put it on my car because I have a company car, but most of the guys have it on their car. And so I live in a really big neighborhood in North Charlotte. It's something like 9,000 houses or something. Um, just a pretty stereotypical suburban neighborhood on the edge of Charlotte and Concord. And the F3 sticker is everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely everywhere. It's kind of omnipresent. And so I knew when I saw this guy in this next door feed talking about F3, I was like, I know that. I know the sticker. I don't know what it means, but I know it. And that gave me some level of comfort, I think, somewhere in my subconscious to, to, to give it a shot. There you go. Well, that's awesome. Well, definitely thank you very much for, for sharing that with us. All right, let's talk life since F3. So we know what life for Dutch Boy was like before F3. We talked about that that first workout, getting close to Merlot, and <clears throat> and all of the, the fun shenanigans associated with the naming, which I'm, I'm never going to get over that. That's great. Let's talk about the fitness piece. So previously you were mentioning that um, you were into sports, you're really into cross country. You even mentioned at the beginning that you were preparing for a marathon, if I'm not mistaken. So you, you've got this this running background. Um, right. How has your fitness changed as a result of coming to F3? How is it? And, and in that respect, I guess, even from the running side, how has it, how has it either helped or hindered? Oh, it's nothing but helped. It's, uh, I, I've never, I don't think, in my adult life, I can tell you with with one hundred percent confidence, I've never been in as good a shape in my adult life as I am right now. There was probably a time when I was like fourteen or fifteen. You know what I mean? I could run like a five and a half minute mile at that point. Like things were great then. Um, but it's it's the fitness part to me is is the easiest to talk about because it's the easiest to quantify, mm -hmm. right? It's just a numbers game. Like I, I mentioned, you know, I'd gotten up to two thirty before my first post. I'm down to two oh five now. Uh, when I showed up to F3, uh, I'd do like a three mile run three or four days a week. And if I finished it in 33 to 35 minutes, that was kind of, you know, that was kind of my average pace. Mm -hmm. Now it's, it's, if I don't, you know, I'm running training runs, uh, eight miles or whatever it is and sub nine and a half minute miles, sub nine minute miles. It's just, it's done wonders for me as far as fitness and it, it's, I, I can't, I just can't say enough about it. You know what I mean? As simple as it is in terms of, of when you look at it from the outside, the, the impact it's made on me from a fitness standpoint is, is huge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're, you're absolutely right too. It is probably the, one of the most easily quantifiable realms, uh, unlike fellowship and faith, where you can actually look at numbers and say, where was my, you know, minutes per mile, three months ago where is it now and you can see it drop the, the more that you continue to come barring injury or anything like that um so yeah but but absolutely it sounds like you know it's, it's really made an impact not only in those numbers but then also too you mentioned you know losing all that weight as well yeah i mean it's just it's been huge and it's 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 been a it's been fascinating and so motivating to watch and and to have guys that knew me or we're here, obviously, when I started, you know, just just to see me go through it and to encourage me the whole time. Like that's that's been a huge part of it. That's awesome. 
Now let's talk about the fellowship piece. So previously you were mentioning that it was mostly a lot of legacy, legacy friendships, and then the transient um, situational friendships. Now, I don't imagine that the legacy friends have necessarily gone anywhere. And, and even to your point that you mentioned earlier, it's not like that you inherently have to ditch those friends, right? Uh, but how has, how has F3 sort of transformed your, your sense of fellowship uh, in that respect? Yeah, it's just given me a group of people that I know I can rely on. Uh, not that I can't rely on my legacy friends, but if I needed someone, if something happened and I needed someone physically in my presence in 30 minutes, I know that I could call any number of guys from the, uh, from the region, put out anything on Slack and they, and they'd come and they'd help and they'd be more than willing to do it. Right. It's just the proximity and the ability to reach out to these folks. And, and you just get, you, you feel such a connection. You know, when I, we have guys that'll go through health stuff or they'll have kids that go through health stuff or they'll have family members that go through health stuff. And, the feeling that I get in, in wanting to, to kind of put my own positive thoughts and positive feelings forward to help in whatever way it may help, if it does at all, uh, with these guys is something I've never really experienced before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's it's one of those things where I've never been a guy that was going to wake up early to, to work out. Like even now, if I'm on the road and there's not an AO close – it's hard for me to get out of bed and work out at 5:30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But without fail, I know if there is an AO that I'm going to, especially if I'm at home and those guys are going to be there, um, especially again, my guys at home, it's just so much easier to hop out of bed and it, it's one of those things where it's like they're going to start the workout without me. Like <laughs> nobody's going to say anything if I'm not there. They're not going to look at the clock at 5:32 and say, "Well, you know, Dutch boy hasn't shown. Guess we're going to call it today. You know, let's go to home." That's not what's going to happen. But to know that those guys are there, to know that 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 accountability is there, that that group of that group of friends is is ready to push me to, to places that I never thought I'd get to again, is just it's so empowering and it's it's such a testament to kind of what we've got here at in the nation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think too, one of the aspects that it sounds like you you brought this up a little bit. It, it, it's kind of the the counter side to that, which is. I know that I need to be out there for them just as much as, you know, uh, that, that they, I'll say they need to be here for me. It's, it's, I mean that, I don't mean that from a selfish perspective, but uh, the recognition that it goes both ways, right? They're going to get up because they know, Hey, Dutch boy's going to be out there. And then you're going to get up because you're going to say, Hey, those guys are going to be out there. And, and the, the connection that's inherently made from that, knowing that you're going to be out there to push one another, I think is sort of this unspoken kind of rule but and and maybe maybe rule is not the right word, but it's an unspoken agreement, if you a gentleman's agreement, if you will, <laughs> um, that that's inherently built through the, the the connection of fellowship. But I you know, obviously through the first step as well. Yeah, and it's you know I've a, a story that that kind of backs that up is in May, uh, I was getting ready for my first CSOP. The Whitewater Center in Charlotte has a. Uh, as a race called time lapse. And so it's, it's a 24 hour relay trail race. So you get a team of 12 guys or six guys, or we have a, a pack, a packs from our region that did it by himself. Um, and that's what you do for 24 hours. Somebody from your team is always running one of the six or seven trails out at the whitewater center. And, and that's, that's the event, right? As we're leading up to that, uh, my, my grandfather got sick 
and we lost him, I guess, the Wednesday before the event, which was supposed to be on Friday, Saturday. And and as fate would have it, the funeral services back in Texas weren't going to happen until Sunday. And I found myself so, I don't want to say thrilled, because thrilled thrilled's the word that comes to mind, but that's not really how I felt about it. Just so grateful that I was going to be able to spend that 24 hours, you know, at this trail race with, with my guys, because I felt like it's what I needed. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, it's just, it, it wasn't about the, it wasn't about the race. You know what I mean? It, it was just about being there and, and knowing that for 24 hours, I was going to be with guys that had my back and I, I could just let go yeah. and, and not worry about, not worry about the flight that was coming the next day and the, the, the visitation I was going to have to push myself through and the funeral I was going to have to make it through. And then I was going to have to get back home. Like I just, I had, I had my guys, I had my F3 guys, we had an event and we, we were going to do it and it was going to be a good time. And it was, and then I went and, and took care of the business that I needed to take care of. But it's one of those things where like a year ago, I wouldn't have had that. And, uh, not that I wouldn't have gotten through it, but to, to have that support system to lean on, even if none of those guys really knew what it meant at the time, what it did for me, like to have it, to be able to do was, was just, I mean, it was life changing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. And that's, that's a great story dude. Thank you for sharing that with us. No problem. So the last F here, the faith piece, previously you were mentioning that a lot of that faith element was lacking mostly because of the the quote that you gave, right? Which was, I didn't know that my energies were, were necessarily needing to go anywhere else. Right. And so how has, how has your faith been changed as a result of F3? And, and again, uh, I'm using faith in the, the general sense, right? Community impact, something greater than right. yourself. Um, how has that changed as, as a result of F3? I mean, I think it's been huge. I think, what I've seen in being involved with F3 is I've seen the impact that even the smallest, what or what could be perceived as the smallest thing can have on a community and a group of people. Um, and so that's kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, that this is, you know, whatever we're doing, whether it's, you know, volunteering for this or volunteering for that, it's, it's as much for us as it is for the people that it's truthfully benefiting right like the tangible benefit that we give uh is for the the opportunity that we're volunteering for but uh, i get as much out of these things as anybody else you know we did uh you familiar with miracle league baseball at all i'm not tell us a little bit about that. so miracle league baseball is a it's a national organization that sets up these special fields and then it lets uh children with disabilities play baseball and you have usually a buddy or two with each kid and to kind of help them, you know, swing the bat and run the bases, just hang out with them. So uh, F3's, um, F3's Gapper, um, who is uh, based out of Harrisburg, which is part of the Mecca region, kind of organized this thing at one of the YMCAs. And F3, we were the buddies for one of these game days. Oh, wow. um, and so I, vol- we, I was there for two games. You know, I think there was like six games total or something like that. And to just go out and to to see the look on these kids' faces that 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 were getting to do this, a thing that they wouldn't normally get to do without this program, and to know that in some small way, what we as a nation were doing 
was contributing to them being able to do it. And, you know, the, the looks on the, the faces of their parents and their grandparents and their brothers, you know, to see their family members out there, you know, getting to enjoy it's something that guys like myself, you know, I, I'm fortunate to be an able-bodied, able-bodied guy. I, I, it's, I can't even imagine uh, what it would be like to not be able to just get up and go do something like that. And I certainly can't imagine what it would mean if one of my kids couldn't do it and the, the joy that, that it obviously gave those parents and those family members to just know that I was able to contribute to that joy in some small way, like that probably meant, I mean, obviously it's meant so much to me and to see what those energies, those quote unquote third F energies could really bring to the community, but also to myself selfishly is, is, is something that, I think it, it it could honestly be the the most lasting impact that F3 has made on me showing me that that there's more to it than wake up, go to work, work out, eat dinner, go to bed. You know what I mean? Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think too just your your ability to right out of the gate mention Miracle League baseball and you know something that immediately has shown impact not only within your life uh but in the lives of probably a number of other people. Uh, you mentioned the, the kids involved, the parents, the siblings, everyone involved within even just one little thing like that, that F3 can play a vital role in. It definitely, I think, speaks volumes to the level of impact, not only within your life, but definitely within the community. Yeah, and it's just to know that, and that was, you know, three hours on one Saturday, right? right. It's just the ability and, and the opportunities are out there and I think having something like F3 to work as kind of a conduit to funnel us to all those opportunities is is a fantastic resource. Absolutely. All right. Well, Dutch Boy, thank you very much for sharing your your F3 story and some things that have that have impacted you. It's it's been great talking with you and, and getting to know a little bit more about your story. As we get ready to close out, do you have any th- closing thoughts for the packs that you'd like to share? Yeah, you know, something I always think about, and I, I'm thinking about it now, especially because I am on the road. Um, one of the beautiful things about this nation that we have um, is its its ability to be inclusive. So I travel for work. Um, I go out, and anytime I'm close to an AO, I like to go, um, selfishly, because I want to work out, you know, and I like to see what other regions are doing. I've stolen multiple workouts from regions that I visited and taken back to taken back to Mecca with me. And it's every time I show up, I never feel like a stranger. You know what I mean? The the nation and the, the guys in it are always so welcoming. And it's just one of those things that I think, I think we could, we could very easily take for granted. And, and so I, 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 that would be my message. Don't ever take this thing that we have for granted. You know what I mean? Don't ever lose sight of the impact that it makes in the community, but also within the nation and within each and every guy that, that kind of gets to come out into the gloom every morning. You know what I mean? And every, everybody's different and, and everybody's kind of uses it in their own kind of little way, but the impact that it can have on a given day is just, is just huge. And, and uh, I'm forever grateful for that. That's fantastic. And never taking this thing that we have for granted, which I think is definitely, it's easy to do sometimes, right? With near about anything. Yeah, and it becomes such a part of your routine that that I think that it'd be easy for that to happen. 
right? It's like, it's just the thing I do every morning at 5.30. But it's it's way more than that. And I think anybody that sits down and thinks about it, you know, at more than just a cursory level recognizes that. Um, but but I just think it's one of those things that we should always just kind of take a moment or two to, to reflect on and, and be thankful for. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, too, um, you, you brought this up with the third F piece just a minute ago, and that is the fact that you're even able, an able-bodied man, right, to get up early in the morning and to go work out is not something that should be taken for granted. Not, not at all. You know, I, it's, you, you follow a lot of F3 guys on Twitter and you see things uh, that happen kind of across the nation. And, and the thing with Waffle House up in Omaha, really, will, things like that will, uh, will, will really help put it in perspective because he's still getting back out there in the gloom, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if Waffle House can get out there and, and cue a workout after what he's been through, like I've got no excuses. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> if guys want to get in touch with you, what's the best method for them to do that? Uh, probably Twitter, I guess, would, is what I would say. It's uh, Justin underscore Rains, R-A-I-N-S, 2-5. And that is – that's certainly a way. Uh, I think it's probably the best way to help me keep this whole thing organized. Awesome. Well, now guys will know where to reach out. Thank you very much again, Dutch boy. This, uh, like I said, this has been fantastic and I, I really enjoyed talking with you. So thank you very much for, for coming on the podcast, for sharing your story, for sharing some additional stories as well, just about your experience through F3 and, and how much it's been to you. So I, I really appreciate that. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and I appreciate the stories that you let guys tell because, because the stories like myself, they may seem unremarkable, but, but again, it kind of puts into context everything that F3 nation is about and, and what it can be. And so, just just keep telling them absolutely all right with that we close out episode 36 so guys thanks for listening stay sharp and we will see you in the gloom i heard enough of the white man's blues i'm saying enough about myself so if you're looking for some bad news Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom.